Sometimes playing a game is the equivalent of looking into a time capsule. Going back and witnessing one of the foundational experiences so many of our beloved games of today have built themselves upon is quite an experience. This is an absolute recommendation for me for a game I despised playing immensely. But god damn that music is good. For me, some old school shooters deserve a resurrection, and some belong locked away in time's vault, and the world is better for it. Quake, remastered or not, it's right in the middle of those poles. Sitting in limbo where I can't quite decide. Fast-paced, interesting enemies, feel solid, but poor boss encounters and a mishmash of positive and negative lackluster level designs makes me wonder where I truly stand on this game. I need to discuss it. So with that, let's talk about it for a bit. Welcome to Bits of Time, where we ask the simple question, is this game worth your time? I'm quaking through your timeline to become your host today, Michael. Oh, change it up a little bit. I'm Larry. And you kept it similar. You know, that's all right. I'm consistent. Somewhat. Not In your really. viewpoints of tearing <laughs> down games. Hey, I recommended this one. <laughs> Even though you disliked it. So yes. that'll be interesting. I think we should start with our history, and then I'll go into the history of the game, and then we'll, you know, we'll talk about those intros. Larry, have you played Quake before? <laughs> I really don't remember. <laughs> I know you played so, Quake Three Arena. So I played. So again, I don't know if I count that. Is like it just feels like that's so different than like the Quake experience. True. Very I true. grew up, especially in high school. I remember in computer typing class, we used to play Doom all the time. Yeah, that's quite a bit different, and it's completely different. Or not completely. Yeah, not completely. Not completely. But yeah, it's so my experience with Quake really was almost entirely in the arena facet. So this was a so take that. That's a good, important... I'm not coming from like the nostalgia factor of Quake. I'm just experiencing it as is. Yeah, I believe I played mainly Quake 3 Arena. I remember my buddy David like spending all night. We fell asleep and he's like, I finally beat it. It's like, okay, cool. Awesome. <laughs> but yeah, I remember I've played the multiplayer more recently back in LAN style on like Apple computers. It was really fun back in the day at some convention that I went to. But for me... I've played... Oh, that, that, that's right. I forgot you did that. Yeah, that was a while ago. Man, time flies. Yes, it does. I played Quake 4, I believe. Beat that on the 360. Played Quake 3 Arena on the PS2 where the loading times were crazy, but your armor kept changing every time you leveled <laughs> up. That was great. I remember the purple and black armor. Oh. It's a good, good color, man. Yeah, sure. good, good stuff, good stuff. But yeah, I don't have much nostalgia with this series as well, even though I remember thinking very fondly about this game from Lens. So I played the remastered. We both played the remastered version when it came out. I played it on my PS5, even though it's the PS4 version. Okay, so wait. You look back at this fondly, even though you ha don't have any nostalgia with it? Well, I feel like I played a little bit of Quake 1 or Quake 2 on the N64. Okay. And I can't remember which one. I just remember... Liking it. I remember the nail gun. That is like a memory. And I remember the rocket jumping and the craziness. Oh, my. I think he was called Uriel when Quake 3 ran away. He had like the wings. Oh, the you, know, yeah. you know what I don't understand about my brain? And I just truly think there's something wrong with me, like medically, is Not whenever I think of Quake back in the day, I just think of Turok. And I don't know why. <laughs> I can't figure <laughs> out what it is with my brain. Huh. There, there is like a wall in my brain that as soon as I start thinking about Quake and the guns... I instantly jump into Turok world, and I don't know why. I mean, they have wacky guns. I have, actually, Quake guns are kind of play it safe for the most part. We'll get into that later. Mm -hmm. but yeah. 
But let's talk about the history. Quake released on June 26, 1996. The remaster came out later, obviously. You know... (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for that clarification, Mark. (laughs) (laughs) Go for it. That that would be amazing if they released a remaster before the original someday. (laughs) (laughs) The part that I wanted to say, I thought was so unique, and I didn't realize the timeline was this much, that Doom, both Doom 1 and 2 released before the first Quake. For some reason, I thought it was just the first Doom that released. So... Yeah, that yeah, that was interesting. We'll me. talk about that. So it got developed by id Software and published by GT Interactive. The remastered version, which we played, I have played the old one. I'm pretty sure it's just a foggy memory, whatever, was developed by Night Dive Studios and published by Bethesda Studio Works. Okay. And I will also then put the point in there from my end. I'm reviewing this from the standpoint of the Quake remaster and everything that comes with it. If this was just Quake by itself, the game, and just none of the additions, none of the add-ons, is a completely different review. Okay, I don't know what what add-ons. I mean, I mean, well, there's all the there's the Scourge of Armagon, the Dissolution of Eternity, Dimension. Of oh, the there's Pat. extra expansions, right? Yeah, which I didn't well, plan. Yeah, and then there's the modded ones too, which were insane. Yeah. Which I played a couple of those. So that going into it, yeah, I didn't play any of the new stuff. I just played the basic main campaign. And that's what I kind of wanted to do with this game. It took me five hours and 44 minutes to complete the game, beat the last boss, all four episodes. Okay. So I played exactly five and a half hours. I did not beat the game, but quite a bit of my time was spent on some of just the ancillary stuff. I was checking out the add-ons and some of the I guess they're DLC packs that were also attached to it. And I'll just straight up say, I think some of those are significantly better than Quake itself. Oh, so that's interesting. Maybe I'll go back to that one day. You never know. I also messed around with the multiplayer. We'll get into that a little bit later. But one interesting thing about the history of the game itself, lead designer and director John Romero, who is a very big figure in the gaming industry. He's one of the, I mean, he started Doom. He started Wolfenstein 3D. He's got Quake. He left the company after this game. After the remaster? No, <laughs> after the original Quake back in the day. That shows you my history knowledge. Yeah, and he was the co-founder of the company. Wow. So I have this little excerpt from Edge Magazine, an audience with John Romero, and this was published in May 2nd, 1997. And remember, Quake came out in 96. This is John Romero. Quote, my original idea was to do something with Virtua Fighter in a 3D world with full contact fighting, but you'd also be able to run through a world and do the same stuff you do in Quake. Only when you got into these melees, the camera would pull out into a third-person perspective. It would have been great, but nobody else had faith in trying it. The project was taking too long, and everybody just wanted to fall back on the safe thing, the formula. Oof. Oof. I mean, that's... <laughs> did he ever end up making a game in that facet there? He no? did. So he left when he left the company, he went to make this concept, and it ended up being called Die Katana, and it didn't turn out well from all the years. <laughs> like... Like low 40s, mid 50s, 60s. Like, or at least he attempted it. Yeah, exactly. And after that, I feel like he really never caught the magic of what he started. There might be some games on that. I looked through all the games on his list that he's published, his new companies and stuff, and nothing resonated with me, but maybe they did for somebody. But coming from Doom, Quake, Wolfenstein, it seemed like he hasn't recaptured that magic, which is kind of sad, but I can't even picture a fighting mechanic in Quake. Like I don't know like, that would even work. Like the the hitboxes and stuff are like there's so much more stuff they would have had to do. Yeah, and I mean they said it was taking too long, and they didn't give him the chance. And he's one of the co-founders, so maybe wow. it was uh, maybe it's hard to deal with. I don't know the background. I know I have these little snippets of this, but 
it's crazy that a figure like this left the game for a game that we're doing right now, and I didn't know that <laughs> until coming in. And it's interesting how it turned out versus the vision of the game. And it's so I find that stuff very interesting. Well, yeah, I would definitely say it made the right decision there. Like they kept with the Quake formula there, and obviously then eventually it, it worked. Into, yeah, yeah, eventually. I mean, they got a for a, a trequel. <laughs> you got two, three, and four, <laughs> and then you have the arena side. Uh. Yeah, so it's very interesting. So you didn't beat the game. What stopped you from beating the game? <laughs> okay, so... Or what a- what episode did you make it to? They're called episodes, right? They're not acts. I'm pretty sure it's episodes. Yeah, I beat the first three. Is it the start of the fourth one that's the final boss? I mean, it's not the final boss, but you oh. have to do four, and then you get to the final boss. Oh, okay. So, so yeah, I completed all the way through to act three. And even at this point... Episode, I think it's called. Whatever. <laughs> at the end of the day, for me, it just came down to I was absolutely pushing myself through this game. And I will say it this way. The controls in this game, I just... It, I, I'm so glad we are where we are now. I don't... I just despise the controls and the way that the game feels. And the way that I described it... What? <laughs> <laughs> the way that I described this game is I'm on an ice rink... And then they've also frozen me, so I'm a block of ice. And then there's somebody tilting the room around, and I feel like I'm constantly just gliding around, and there's not actual movement. Oh, my God. And jumping from, like, a platform to another platform, like, is the most aggravating. Like, there's so many times where I just miss and fall off, and I just would, like, I I would verbally sigh. Like, I have to do that again real quick. I I will give you that. The jumping... On a lot of old school shooters is not good. There was a plenty of points in the original Doom. Even I remember I was like, I'm supposed to get. No, I think it's Doom 64. Mm. I could not get up to this small little platform. I was like, I know that's what they want me to do, but I can't get it. <laughs> but then I yeah. found out that I have to like toggle a sprint button. But whatever, it doesn't matter. And I would also say too, and I don't know if it was just I never could quite get the settings right. I could never figure out my look sensitivity correctly. I was either too slow or it was too twitchy. And I could, this is a very twitchy game, for yeah, sure. Yeah, it is. And, but to me, it was the shooting I never had, for the most part, too much of an issue with. I, it, was, it was the movement. I, I just despise 100% the way the character moves. Like, I've never... You don't like the fluidness? No, I feel like it's I, fluid. I don't think... And again, I know a lot of people say that. I don't feel the fluidness. Like, to me, this game made me appreciate... Like, especially for me, and maybe this will trigger people, I'm coming off of, like, the most recent shooter I've played is Halo. It just made me so fondly appreciate the movement of where <laughs> we're at nowadays. Like, it, it was aggravating how much I did. And again, to me, that's, in my head, that description of, like, an ice block on an ice I just sh- do that. sheet rink, that's what it felt like. And I just, I could never, I, I never attached and got used to it at any point. Hmm. So those are my thoughts there. What what did okay so what is it you liked about the fluidity for you? I think it's just fast and twitchy, and I like that freedom. I feel like a lot of uh, not nowadays games because Call of Duty I feel like is very fast. Halo is now fast again too. I feel like in that mid two thousands two thousand tens, everything kind of slowed down, mm. and this was like a return to form. I remember when Doom twenty sixteen came out, and I was like, oh, this is fast, and I missed that, and then I replayed the original doom was like oh yeah it is really fast you just fly through these yeah, levels. yeah. and the strafing is really good and i feel like quake isn't as good but it's close to that yeah i would say and it's not fair to compare doom 2016 to this remaster but doom 2016 is the movement style in this facet that i appreciate i think just doom if we're gonna even go to that point is just so far beyond superior to quake <laughs> 
that it's not even worthwhile. And again, this game's biggest strength to me personally, outside of, again, I really appreciated the bundle. Like, I, I can't uh, state that enough. Like, everything included in this, there's so much stuff in this little tiny bundle. And I know you didn't check that stuff out, but yeah, there weird. is there is a lot there. And there's some of the scenarios, some of the things they can do, they change up the game mechanics entirely are really good. But again, this game's strongest point is its music. And even then, that's not as good as Doom. All right. I, I would agree on all those facets. And, you know, when you're thinking about, is this game worth your time? There's a lot of content there. Multiplayer, single player, all the mods, all the other extra DLC expansions, whatever you want to call them, for a pretty good price point. Yeah, free. Game Pass. <laughs> it's not Game Pass, is it? Yeah. Well, oh yeah, it's a Bethesda game, isn't it? It's not free. You pay a subscription, Larry. Okay, fair enough. You got me there. But then, so I guess that's also then telling. I played it on the Xbox Series S because X's don't exist. Yeah, at the time of this recording, or maybe ever, they're all gone to oblivion. I feel like that was like a deeper comment. X's don't exist. (laughs) (laughs) You going there? (laughs) This quake just got real. Oof. We quaked up some old feelings down inside. Okay, come on now. I know. Okay, so you did ask me the question, Quake or Doom? You can only have one. I picked Doom. Oh, okay, we're in agreement, yes. Yeah, 100%. I think a younger me could have said Quake just because I have this weird nostalgia for it that's not nostalgia. I don't know what it is, but I have fond memories of it. I think it's mainly multiplayer, and I think the multiplayer of Quake is pretty darn good. Doom's never really hit that for me. Maybe they, ha- I think they have servers of Doom level. No, Doom 2 has like a bunch of like a- extra episodes and mods that you can do. I don't know if they have multiplayer. Maybe they do. I don't know. You know, that's actually kind of an interesting point. I think I had more fun playing the Quake multiplayer against you than I ever did playing Doom 2016 multiplayer. Yeah, I agree. So, so that, that's interesting. And I, I would say, because uh, as I said earlier, if I had to make the pick, I would clearly pick Doom. And then clearly I've already answered it. If I had to go younger me, if I had to go between Doom and Quake, I guess I'd pick Turok for some reason. Because <laughs> <laughs> that makes all the sense. No, it doesn't. Someone's Turok would be a fun like, game to do someday. We might have to do that. I don't know which one. There's one, two, three. There's a new one. I'm not doing the new one. It's going to be two or three if we do it. Maybe one. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Someday. That, that we, <laughs> you literally got a behind the scenes of what it's like for us to pick games. <laughs> 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 who knows who knows uh so you also asked me what role does nostalgia play with your game not much i have fond memories you don't have nostalgia the series as a whole i like it existing in general because i feel like it's doomed but not it's different enough that i feel like if this comes back someday you know quake champions i feel like didn't light the world on fire i don't know if this game needs to light the world on fire i think this remaster i don't know if it's doing well <laughs> it's, uh, i haven't really looked up sales or anything and i think it's just fun it was a good price point I think I paid 15 bucks or maybe even on sale like 10 bucks when it first came out. I bought it day one and I was like, oh, this is, this would be a fun game. Yeah. I actually don't know where Quake goes. I know they did the Quake Champions, which I don't think quite was as nearly yeah, as successful as they wanted. So yeah, thank you. Oh, so I clearly wasn't listening to you. It's <laughs> <laughs> great, great, great for a co-host. Yeah, that's all right. What I, I was trying to formulate in my head the idea of like Quake almost has to do what Doom did. Like, it needs that big of a... I feel like so, too. But my question is, can it... I feel like so, too. Is that a... <laughs> we're, we're just doing amazing on this episode. <laughs> Sorry, listeners. So, if you get a brand new Quake, can it differentiate itself enough from Doom? I think it can. You I feel so? like one of my things I said, the enemy variety, I think, is unique enough that, you know, some of them are kind of samey. You know, it's night, which those nights, gee, burst, they just destroyed me in this game. It's crazy what they're... Fling, flinging enemies feel thing. significantly stronger in this than they do in doom 
Yeah, I would also agree with that. Yeah, annoying. Uh, I think both, actually. I feel like the Shambler takes so much bullets and damage. I mean, there's some enemies like that in Doom. I feel like Doom has... I don't know if it's better enemy design or just more iconic that it's become better. I think their bosses are hands down way better. Mm. Oh, yeah. But yeah, I don't know what a new Quake would do. I think they tried something different with the Quake 4 and the 360 era that I enjoyed. I don't think it, again, it didn't light the world on fire there either. I think the new Doom 2016 really did. I think that is a turning point for Doom itself. One, because there was a long break in between. It's been a long break between Quake games now, too. If you don't count Champions, you count Quake 4 on the 360, and you have a remaster now. I wonder, I wonder if Champions is going to come to console, by the way. I don't, I don't Now that the so. Bethesda thing happened? Oh, yeah. No, I mean, they've been adamant, like, PC only, which, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. It's, it's definitely easier. That's, you know, well, how I, yeah, I used to play it on that, but I enjoyed my PS2 version. You, you made... You did make an interesting point, though. So the boss battles being better in Doom, that makes me think, like, what are your thoughts about the boss battles in this game? Terrible. Okay. So, because it's, it's the mechanic. It's, you're not always necessarily, you're not fighting a no, boss No, you're just doing se. a freaking puzzle. Yeah, you're, it's literally the boss battles are puzzles. Okay, I'm glad we're on the same. It, I hate I, it. I can see that there should be puzzle elements to a boss fight. But give me the original Doom where you just get into an arena, you have some obstacles, and you're just fighting this gigantic boss and trying to find your way just shooting ammo it's they're like bullet sponges but i want that in my shooter yeah it's you're a shooter you're mechanic especially back then in your that day and age like that's what the game's built around it did feel it almost feels like you should have flipped it around right have more and there's some of the puzzle mechanics outside of the boss fights if you want to play around with that which they do have yeah and then just or you know what have puzzle fights within a boss fight, but still let us fight the boss at some point. Yeah, it's so lame yeah. that you don't get to fight. Like, there's that giant lava. I don't remember his name. Lava guy that comes out. That like, is literally the one that I have in my head when I think of this yes. game right now. And it's so frustrating. And I'm like, all right, well, this is going to be an awesome Oh, I just run around the top <laughs> thing, hit two switches, and he dies. Like, what? And again, you know, like storytelling and just world building ideas when I see stuff like that. I'm like, what boss? <laughs> <laughs> it's going <laughs> to... Like, why? Uh, yeah, yeah, I, that's a good point. Uh, why? It's like Bowser. Why you keep putting the switch behind you, man? Like, <laughs> don't stand on a bridge that I could just that, fall you into lava. That is definitely, like, again, for all the hand-holdedness that games are heading towards as we go year to year, I do feel like there are more games starting to realize, okay, we have to appreciate that the people playing these games are intelligent <laughs> as well. And so... You have to develop games where there's logic. There's actually logic behind boss fights. There's logic behind, okay, they wouldn't just have this button sitting here that cripples your boss. <laughs> like, that would never be a thing. I mean, and, you know, some games don't need that, right? You can just throw whatever game, have it be a video game, and it's fine. But I feel like a game that's building up this lore, you're finding these relics, you're going to different dimensions. Like, that seems pretty interesting. So why, yeah, why when it, you gamify it so bad that it's like, Really? Okay. <laughs> you didn't get the end boss. Mm. The end boss is so freaking stupid. I hate it. It is, when I finished, I think I even texted you. I was like, I was so mad. <laughs> I, I can't, I, I wish I still had the text, but. Ugh. So the boss is in, you finally beat the last episode. You get down, you like go below where that hu- little hub world is. Mm. In the very, I wouldn't even call it a hub world, but it is. And you just, it's like sending out these blob looking things okay. around the map. And you have to get to a point where you can get closer to the thing. So I like jumped at the creature 
It's a big her thing. I don't know. It looks like a, a tree and a blob <laughs> with spikes on it. I don't really know how to describe it, but look it up. Quake Final Boss. <laughs> and I just went over there and I started shooting it and I was doing zero damage. Like it's in like this lava pit. So I was like, all right, I can, if I can survive the lava, I can get to it. And I was like, all right. So obviously that's not what I'm supposed to do. <laughs> so you have to go around and a bunch of enemies like warp in like the shamblers and it's, it's an intense fight to get there, but I was at the end and I was like, all right, I see these things going through the boss, like the blobs, they're running a circuit around the level. Okay. And I was like, all right, well, obviously I have to do something. So what you do is you teleport into the blob and then you just blow up the boss. So you telefrag it. Oh no, really? I was so like, all you do is get into that. There's like some warp point or I can't remember exactly, but you get into the blob while it's inside. No. Yeah. You teleport, you hit a teleporter and when it's, passing through the boss you go through and it explodes <laughs> from the inside and i was so mad so what do you think the thought process is in a game design like when you're creating stuff like is it you're limited by the resources you have on the consoles back in the day like well, what, no, because what's the thought process because doom ran on the same engine yeah, as this and yeah. they had great boss battles for wow. even that time i think they tried to make it different but here's my thing this giant threat is coming right this final boss and it's just sitting on a patch in the lava pit and it's sending out these spawn things and all you have to do is go inside one like what <laughs> i was so mad again you would ask why then the one thing that can beat you do you have just going through <laughs> right. like, and why exactly. is there a teleporter uh, yeah yeah no, that, that was, would drive me nuts yeah it was super frustrating so i think that colored my feelings on the game initially and now you know i'm i'm going back on it I'm thinking about all the stuff I liked up to that point. Does that, I know endings tarnish your opinion on a lot of things, you know, but it's not always about the ending. It's about the journey. And I think another thing with that is there is definitely a difficulty spike. I died many times in this game at episode three and above. Yes. Much, much. Harder. I noticed acts one and two went decently smooth for me. I can't remember what it was. If it was the enemies were hitting me harder or there was just more of the enemies at the time, but act three was significantly more difficult I don't know what level it was because I don't. I didn't write down the names, but there's a level where you start off, you're kind of in water, you're, or you're walking around water, and you have to go way up high, and it's like grassy and stuff, and there's like those floating ghost blob oh, monsters. Oh yeah, uh, I think that's actually Act Three. It is I'm pretty three. sure. Yeah. It is. It's either the final level in Act Three or the one right before yeah. it. And I died so <laughs> many times. Like I actually had to take a break. I was like, all right, I'm going to come back to this level. And I hoped I was going to do that thing where I beat it right away, but it still took me a couple extra tries. <laughs> But I just feel like also for level design wise, I really like the first initial level for every act or every episode. That, like that's, that, that's, that's spacey fair. Marines, whatever. And then you go through the dimensions. I feel like those levels are really well made and that I kind of wish that a lot of it stayed in that and you didn't go to a different dimension mm-hmm. where it's like castles and stuff. Yeah. No, I, I think I would agree with that. I, I think for me just in general, I, I thought there was a, couple different levels where the level design itself with some of the secrets and just the off the beaten path items and like pickups you can find I thought was pretty cleverly done and so I actually didn't have an issue with the level design itself the aesthetic of the levels I think kind of started growing on me a little bit and I, I, I just wasn't a fan and again this just shows you where gameplay kicks in I just despised the gameplay so much. And I almost feel like this is, uh, I think, Star Fox Zero. It was a similar thing where that detracted from my experience from the game so much that I just wasn't appreciating some of the other stuff. But I, did, I didn't I did necessarily say I would complain about the 
level design. The looks of the levels I started getting tired of. The enemy design I didn't necessarily. I, I again I thought the ghostly things just were beyond annoying. I hate those things. <laughs> and again, that comes with the aiming mechanic. I think a little bit. At any point, if I could shoot at you without having to use the would that be the the left thumbstick? I was good. As soon as I had to start incorporating that to look up, I started struggling. But yeah, I, I just I, I, the levels themselves. It's definitely not one of its strong points either. But it's yeah. I feel like they probably encapsulated going to a different dimension well, mm-hmm. but at the same time, it got tiring really quickly. Yeah, I would also say this is the and this is the arena shooter. Like I just didn't care what was going on in the game at all like I didn't even really understand why I was there and why I'm shooting these things <laughs> like I just I didn't care to pay attention to that stuff and I think to me there's there are some games where they can get away with that and then in this game clearly can it's just it didn't I didn't want to keep playing this game and that that's a problem uh that I'm mean, clearly for me anyways and I know there are diehard quake fans out there that's fine there's nothing wrong with that I just I, there's literally no reason whatsoever I ever plan on picking this game back up again. Hmm. Even with the extra mods and episodes? No, I checked them out. They're unique. They're fun, which is, again, why I give my recommendation the two ways. One, I just think it's important to see all of us that are so into FPS and arena-style shooters. It's really fun to see what... like You kind of see the beginnings of like the deathmatch, the one-shot kill mode, the speed and the fluidity that can be in a lot of these later games that have come out. It's fun to kind of see where it started. And then if you are a fan of this and you can get past some of that stuff, yeah, the extra modes, the fact that they completely change up some of the gameplay mechanics and just the scenarios that are built upon some of these add-ons and DLC content are really, really, really good. And if you're already liking Quake, this is a good package for you. Outside of that, no. Okay, so you, in a sense, it is worth your time. Yeah. If you, yeah, the, the, it sounds. I feel always weird. If you like Quake, you'll probably like this. I mean, well, that's yeah, kind of obvious, but at the same time. But if this was Quake by itself, I would not be recommending it, even if you liked it. Exactly. It's the package itself, and again, I think that's one of the things that's going to get interesting with our podcast is there will be times where it is you can recommend something, and just be like. This is why I'm recommending it. I'm not necessarily recommending it because I think it's a good game. I, I just, I don't think it is. Like, I think I've stated that you're, I feel like you're sitting at like a 70 or something like that. Yeah, I'm in limbo. Yeah. Limbo. <laughs> okay, fair enough. That makes sense. And then for me though, it's just, it's important. I'm the type of video gamer. I like to see history and kind of, I like seeing the evolution of where things have come. Like, without the original Doom and Quake, we probably don't have what we both enjoyed immensely in Doom 2016. I had my issues with it, but that was all bug-related. Outside of that, and again, I want to give Doom Eternal a try eventually. I've started it, I just haven't finished it, so maybe that's telling, too. Yeah, I haven't started that one either. But yeah, so I, I recommend you it. You know, that, that that's another thing. I wonder, I've thought about this in video games a lot. If you're jumping around, like a lot of times I like to jump to the very first iteration to give it a shot and work my web. I do feel like sometimes that makes it, you run out of steam with those types of games. Like I did Doom 2016. I was like, I want more of this. Huh. And in Eternal, I was like, I already did this though. So, so that's that's really, that's an interesting place to be because I actually think to that point, if you go back to the beginning, you two things can happen. You can either really appreciate where you are now or like you said, Maybe you do burn yourself out a little bit because, again, the jump from 2016 to Eternal, that has to be there. I think Eternal, the way 
how well that thing's optimized and how well it runs is phenomenal. It's insane. But like you said, you are kind of doing all the same things. Maybe I need some more space. I need to wait a couple more years until I'm like, you know what? Okay, I want this style again. Let me go jump in and play that. Which is super funny because, I mean, this this ties in. When I played through Doom 2016, I either, I can't remember if I did right before, right before 2016 came out. So I didn't even know this was announced. For some reason, I got through and I played on the PS3 version. I bought the collection of Doom 3 and it came with Doom 1 and 2. And I played Doom 1, beat it, made it most of the way through 2, and then I jumped to 3 and I liked that. I just wanted all the Doom right then. And then when 2016 came out, I was like, yeah, I'm definitely ready. I want some more Doom now. So I wonder why in some instances where I can just jump back and forth. So when I've I've bought Quake 2 on either PS1 or the N64, I can't remember which one I have. I might have both because I'm like that. <laughs> I have no desire now after being this one to go and do that one or revisit Quake 4 or Quake Champions. And it's weird how that works because in my head, I really want to try Quake 3 Arena again. If there's still servers alive, I'm sure there are. Do you think it's also, there's an easy answer to that? Just Doom 1, 2, 3 and Doom 2016 are just games you enjoy immensely more than Eternal and then all the other Quakes. No, I mean, I haven't tried Eternal, so I don't know. Oh, okay, you haven't even no, played I, it. No, okay. I, I own it, but I, I haven't played it. I Probably. I mean, maybe that's what it is. I enjoyed my time with Quake. I didn't love it. Doom is way better, in my opinion boss fights and all that jazz that we talked about here actually i'm gonna interrupt you there so before we get too far away from the boss fight mechanic so we kind of talked about how much we despise the boss fights fights whatever they are in quake here what what do you are there specific mechanics you like to see with boss fighting in arena or fps shooters in general because the bosses in these types of games are a little more sometimes tricky to really make really really memorable than other games no, I think what I said earlier, just give me a cool looking boss, give me an arena with some cover, and just let me just wail on it with really cool guns. And it's pretty it's pretty simple like that. I think that's all I need. You know what would be kind of fun, and I'm sure this exists, but like a, a Soulsborne type style game with like crazy difficulty spikes, but in shooter form. I'm sure there's, I know there's third person ones. I'm sure there's a first person shooter out there. I mean, maybe, I'm sure somebody has compared that with doom 2016 this is the souls <laughs> souls oh, yeah, of, really? yeah, i'm sure there is i'm sure there's out there yes yeah but yeah i think yeah nostalgia doesn't play a role in that and i think you can run out of steam when playing a game in a series like this but i'm happy i played this game because then i know yeah there's good about it there's bad about it and i'm happy i did it yeah this is definitely that unique weird middle ground where i, I didn't enjoy it per se but like i'm glad i experience it because yeah. it's making me appreciate what i'm playing now and I'm, that's not to always say that things now are better than back then that's absolutely not my take this particular scenario though the way it's kind of it's kind of insane to think about how far controls have come how good we are at controlling our character within the bounds of whatever world we're in in a video game yeah and that's really cool to witness and i, I really like that about this so again this is a unique recommendation for me but i'm gonna I'm going to push that boundary probably every single episode. <laughs> <laughs> You're trying your best, that's for sure. And I think we are getting back to that fast-paced mode. And I think it's interesting because it does feel better now, but it still can be quick. You still have sprints. But yeah, I, hmm, I don't know. I don't know what it is about it. Well, so it's just it's fascinating to me that like we both grew up playing the same games and how just immensely different, even in a, a game like this, our viewpoints are. like We both aren't high on the game, clearly. Like I'm not at all you are middle ground it is still fun to see like youth 
you look at it as being fluid and I just despise the controls. That shows you how it's got to be so difficult making a video game. <laughs> like, I just think about that. Like, we're not that dissimilar outside of video games, but then our interest in video games are vastly different. Yeah, super. And weird. this is a prime example of that where it's, it's, it's pretty fascinating. Yeah. So let's get on to some quick bit questions this time. What do you think is the most iconic Quake gun? Yeah, so when I just close my eyes and I think, uh, to me, it's the grenade launcher. Really? Yep. I, I don't know what it is. To me, it's the bouncing mechanic. Of, of the grenade projectile itself. That's what I think of. That is also the fact that that was your response probably shows that I'm just not a Quake fan because <laughs> I don't realize what is iconic. I think, okay, so I'm torn between us. I feel like the rocket launcher, rocket jumping, yeah, it made a thing in Quake. I, in my head, I feel like it's the nail gun. Okay. When I think of Quake, I think of nail gun. I don't know what it is. And that's from the N64. I'm pretty positive. <laughs> and I just think nail gun. Just... Yeah, the, the, I guess the original one, not the upgrade one. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, I, I'd probably, I mean, I'll just kind of fall to your point of view there. Because, yeah, I, I just, when I think of it, I close my eyes and I think of Quake. I just think of the grenade launcher. That, that's and just, I think my answer is wrong, too. So I, I'm pretty <laughs> sure it's the rocket launcher. Or maybe the shotgun. I have no idea. I could. Either, to I mean, me, I think shotgun. Doom. To me, I feel like shotgun is doomed. I could see the rocket jumping. Because I, under, I understand that, you know, quote, unquote, meme outside of ha- being a Quake fan. Like, I know of Quake rocket jumping. Like, I so yeah, maybe okay. maybe that's probably the rocket launcher. I think it's a nail gun. You think it's a grenade yep. launcher? Cool. What are your top three favorite guns? So I'll just do three and two first. To me, they're kind of interchangeable, but they're the more you know badass version of the guns. I think the double barrel shotgun and the super nail gun. Both of those I enjoyed. But again, it's it's a cliche answer. But grenade launcher was my favorite. That's my favorite. I had the, like, to me that gun gives me the most variety of gameplay. Like I can bank shot off walls. I can bounce one off of the ground so that it hits, it goes down. Really up. cool yeah. sound too. Oh yeah. Boom, boom. Yep. <laughs> so that's my favorite. I also hated playing against it. Yeah. Those enemies with them, they, they just wreck you. You get oh. a couple shots and you're dead. It's Ridic- crazy. Oh my goodness. Like it's, yeah. That, bar none, probably the most annoying uh, enemies to deal with for me. So grenade launcher was my favorite. Then the double shotgun was two. Rocket launcher was three. Okay, rocket launcher. See, I didn't. I don't. I don't know what it is. I, I didn't care for the rocket launcher. Yeah, you have to. It's hard to get good with that. Gun. I also didn't like player. Shamed me in that regard. It's true. Yeah. Well, I guess we can talk about that. Yeah, we will. Don't you worry. What is the most annoying enemy? So I think I literally just about ten seconds ago said they're probably the most annoying enemy was the grenade launcher guy. But to me, it's because of the grenade. The most annoying enemy, bar none, for me is the ghost. I, I can't because oh, I can't. Oh, the scrag, whatever, what whatever. I don't know the floaty dude. Yeah. The second would be the velociraptor jump. Oh, dude. I forgot about those that. things. Terrified me. <laughs> yeah, that, that is a very annoying enemy. Oh. I think my they don't come until much later in the game. It's the vore, which is that skinny leg, like pincer looking thing. It's got oh, like an no, alien I, head with like blood or its mouth. Alien head might be the wrong word, but yeah. yeah. It didn't shoot shit at you. I don't know what it is. Like a, <laughs> a pod or something. I, I guess for me, it would just be the Velociraptor just for, again, I know that's not what it is. It jumps at you. So Velociraptor, that probably. was probably the most annoying slash terrifying one. But the ghosts were annoying, but it wasn't because of what they did. It was just I struggled aiming to hit them. I honestly would just run by them a lot. Of time. That, that's my second one. But I think that's because the level I'm thinking of is the one I died on the most time. <laughs> okay. So. Uh, so we'll just <laughs> exactly so we'll just go into some other little stats i have i died 43 times on this game act three specifically on that one level really notch that number up 
Uh, I played multiplayer just a couple times. We played it together, and that was pretty fun. Uh, the first round I got first, or this. So I played the game, then I went through and played multiplayer. So I was like, all right, I got, I'm used to the controls more now. I got 20 kills in the second place. I only had five kills. I was just wrecked. <laughs> it was great. Jeez. And it was in the castle level, I believe. Don't know what the name of the map is. The second round, I got 20 kills, first level again, but same level. And the second place person got 19. It was like a dead race. Ooh, and that was a okay. lot of fun. So I enjoyed it. I got annihilated two times in the space level where it's just a bunch of stairs interconnected. Okay. And I would just fall off. I was <laughs> I was hovering between like negative two and positive one <laughs> the entire matches. And I just like, it was a lot of fun. One thing I noticed is I didn't even, I bought this game at launch. And I didn't get that many players in the multiplayer map. I think the most I ever had was five. That also changed my perspective because when I played this last time multiplayer, Quake 1 or 2, LAN, there was like rotating of eight to ten people when I did that convention. And that was so much fun. And I did pretty good and I warmed up and I got good at that too. So I think I'm decent at this game. Nowhere near the twitchiness hitting people with rock as I sucked at it, especially in that space level. It was ridiculous. You know, because I suck at the internet, I went to type and I wanted to see how many uh, Quake players there were. And so it, it, I can't find an actual statistic of what's live right now, but they do have the Quake champion numbers. What do you think the app for the last 30 days, just out of curiosity, the Three last 30 th- days? 3,000. Oh, 418. Oh, <laughs> oh that, yeah, that's bad. Sorry, Quake. I mean, it's an older game now. We were recording this in 2021. Mm. It is not 2021. It is 2022. Man, time's going by fast. Yeah, no kidding. And with time going by fast... There you have it. Traveling back in time is an educational experience into what our loves of tomorrow were built upon. Though the two of us seem to be slightly split on the overall game itself, neither of us can deny the blueprint laid out by Quake for the rest of the genre. The entire package offered to us today is a phenomenal deal, and one everyone should at least pay their respects to and check out. How long you stay will simply depend on whether you have a little more of Mike or Larry within you. Until next time.